All right, welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! Oh, simultaneous, simultaneous Irish, Irish crickets. crickets. Enjoy. You guys are getting very talented at that. Today we're going to be talking season two, episode 10, the bat mitzvah. Yes. The bat mitzvah. I got a lot of questions because I didn't understand half of what anybody was talking about. <laughs> really? A lot of terms, a lot of terminology. So. And, and both of you, am I wrong? Both of you were at my daughter's bat mitzvah. Kevin, were you there? I don't know. Didn't remember. make it, bro. Didn't make, didn't it? make it. Conley, you were there. Casey. Yeah, it was the first time. And listen, I'm, I'm Catholic, so I've been through some like heavy duty ceremonies, but I was impressed with how the, the Jews do it right, man. That's a hardcore. <laughs> well, yeah. And they make some bread too. That, but no, but I'm talking about the actual ceremony itself was, was legit. Yeah. Well, was I got great. like 50 bucks for communion, but these bar mitzvahs, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the bar mitzvahs, they got like, they got like a couple thousand, actually about 10,000. I believe. You know us and money, man. We know what we're doing. We <laughs> so. know what you're doing. No <laughs> but you know, listen, I, we'll, we'll get into the episode, but you know, I want to talk about a couple of things first. Everyone wanted to say thanks to all the people putting great reviews on, on, the podcast site that's they're really afraid awesome. of you. They're afraid to put bad reviews <laughs> because of what you could potentially do to them. <laughs> One of the best, which all of them, again, I'm I'm irritated by how much people not love Kevin Dillon as a talent. We all know that. I don't know why everyone thinks he's such a great fucking guy. Like why what's so he, great about him? Love a good guy, Doug. The microphone loves him. As well as the camera. Did you the read the one guy it. who said, though, that Connolly and I were like Belichick and Brady and we need each other? So <laughs> interesting. It's going to be interesting as we Who's go all Brady? with this. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that would be Doug. I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, yeah, I guess Doug is somehow Brady. <laughs> Wait, which is your business, man? Why do you say Belichick? Who, who would you rather be? Brady? <laughs> would you rather be Tom Brady? Brady's the real <laughs> well, talent. No, no, no. But listen, Belichick, I mean, listen, there's a, that's a, it's, a, it's a great compliment. It's just funny yeah. how those tables have turned. I guess you are talent-ish. <laughs> he is talented. By, by the way, I didn't know who they were saying was Brady or Belichick. And I, and they were insinuating that you were Brady and you need me in the booth. Well, where do I, I fall in on, on this? What am I, I like? think you're, you're Julian, Julian Edelman. Edelman. I'll, I'll take Edelman. I'll take Edelman. <laughs> Dylan is the Jew I'll in the group. Gronk. You're Julian Edelman or Gronk. But I don't know. I didn't look at it. We had them both on the show, by the way. Yes, we did. And they were Two both great awesome. Guys. I don't know who... They actually met was who? I mean, I understand what you're saying. You in the booth? Maybe, I think that's what it was. Maybe well, like Belichick was on as well too. Well, he wasn't on, but he came by the set. Yeah, Belichick's son was on the set. But yeah. I would take. Obviously, we all want to be Tom Brady. We want to look like Tom Brady. We want to play like Tom Brady. But I like. I'm happy with the the Belichick. I'm very happy with that. But I yeah. think I'm Belichick in this scenario. All right. I, I, maybe I'd rather be Brady. Well, whoever wrote that review, we want to good review. Say uh, <laughs> thanks, yeah. and then make it clear who's Belichick, who's Brady. Let and, us know. Uh, this has been a, a cool scenario. Because we get to talk to like these fans that now all of a sudden Conley's engaging with too. So I feel like I feel like I know some of these guys. Doug, listen, there's something I want to talk to you about. And you're gonna hear about it, obviously. So you it's better that you hear it from Dylan and I, and even Uh-oh. better. Uh-oh. <laughs> better than that. Here it comes. It's wait, better. wait, you guys got like secrets that I'm not involved in? Yeah, you know, a little deal we got cooking. So we got something. Tell we me. got something cracking. We don't want to say names yet because, you know, we're superstitious and we want to make sure this deal closes. How much am I getting? You, uh, unfortunately, you didn't uh, get the, you didn't make the cut. Bro. <laughs> You're getting the same amount of money you got for Comic-Con Riyadh. <laughs> Can Actually, I not? Actually, no, he didn't even get that offer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In fact, you're getting offered less than they offered you at Comic-Con and Riyadh. Well, by the way, they didn't offer me Comic-Con Riyadh. I had to chase that. I called my agent, said any way I could get in on this. So maybe I'll call. What is it? Tell me. We I mean, can't really tell you just yeah. because I think that would be bad, but it's going to be fun, and 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 we'll be thinking about you. But you guys are working together. 
We will yeah, be working together. We will together. be. This yeah. is exciting. Now, do you think this came out of this successful podcast, or do you think this is just random? I think it's. I think. Uh, I think you could attribute some of it to the podcast. Yeah, the podcast helped. Yeah, right. lights yeah. lights a little match. I so mean, you guys will maybe like wet my beak a little bit or something. Oh, I'll wet your beak. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wet your beak. <laughs> well, I've got exciting news. Also, but first, I do. I just wanted to throw this one thing out because you know we did the call-ins, which we had some technical issues, but. Uh, Liam Collins, you know, who was kind enough to wait up and and hide in the garage because he said his girlfriend would stab him if he woke her up. <laughs> I but cut that phone call. We had to cut the phone call, but I did watch his short film. It was excellent. Everybody should check it out. It was called My Greatest Fight, and actually, it was about it was about depression and and mental illness, which is something that's uh, you know I've I've dealt it's with relevant. a little bit. I've dealt you with should it. send me the link. I'm actually being serious because I'd like to watch. Yeah, it. I'm going to send you the link, and Liam, thank you. And you know, as I said, I've dealt with it, and I'm not going to talk about that here. I, I'm starting a psychology podcast without these guys that i'll discuss things like that i think you'll find sounds it like a real banger fascinating <laughs> sounds like a real banger uh, so, special guest emmanuel shrieky joining us yay, today because is... this episode is the first time we see her yeah yes but anyway since everybody's bragging about their stuff i don't know if anyone <laughs> i don't know if anyone heard but i've got a little new show in the works myself yeah so. yes I, i'm not happy about it <laughs> i mean i, I want to like all your instagrams but i'm so afraid that this show is going to do so well and then podcast victory is going to hurt. Right. And maybe even the uh, reboot, which I'm really hoping for. Right. So I am not sleeping at night because of this. Show. How's your English accent, Dylan? I've got to work on it. Yeah. So let me tell let me <laughs> tell you. I got to work on my soccer skills, too. Let me, I'd have to be a coach. Let me tell you a quick thing. Let me tell you a quick thing about it. But it's with Thierry Henry, who's a, uh, for the Americans out here who don't know him, he's, you know, uh, the Kobe Bryant or LeBron of, yeah. of France and international met football. We met, you brought him to the set. Didn't he you? was on the, uh, in the Entourage movie, Kev. He was in oh, the yeah, that's right. Of course <laughs> <he was. laughs> we'll catch up on that when we get to that. But it's about international football and uh, Matthew Vaughn, who's an amazing filmmaker who did The Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Layer Cake and um, Kick-Ass and produced Snatch. Did he, did he direct Kick-Ass? He directed Kick-Ass wow. and The Kingsman, and he produced Snatch, Layer Cake. And, and it wasn't him that yelled at that actor kid. It was absolutely not him, 100% confirmed. I what, believe it. What Kevin is talking about, there was an actor on an audition who they heard the director, who was British, in the background make fun of his apartment. Dylan, did you hear this? No. Yeah, tell, tell him. Let's hear. Let's hear the creative side of it. We'll speak up for the actors. So basically, you know, everyone's auditioning on Zoom now. So they do it from their own house. They make tapes, and the director was talking to him, and he didn't know he was not muted, and he said, "Oh my God, look how awful this guy's apartment is." Basically, <laughs> and also too. I'm not like saying that the guy lived movie. at the Taj Mahal, but I didn't think that his apartment was so terrible. I mean, I don't even want to judge his apartment, but but it's I funny. I thought it was okay. It's funny that Kevin says that because it's 100% a Johnny drama Total moment. Johnny drama. And the kid was great because the kid would said, give me the job. I can get out of this shithole, basically. Right. Really? But, oh, wow. yeah. No, Kev, you got to watch it. It's, it. it's so hard to watch because... The director just doesn't know, and he's going like, oh, my God, I'm looking at all these actors, and he's looking at this guy's apartment. He's making fun of his TV. And then there was, like, some word that it might have been Doug's director, and I was like, Doug, what the fuck? And Doug said, I swear it's not him. Okay, so let's really clarify that. And my director, by the way, we're talking about one of the most successful filmmakers in the world. He's got a billion-dollar franchise with Kingsman, but it was unequivocally not I agree. Him. That is confirmed. So, so that okay. is confirmed. But anyway, the show, what I just wanted to say is for writers out there, this grind of, of getting your financing, which we have, and getting someone to want to make it is really, it is so difficult and so challenging and you fight through all the fights. But really the real challenge starts now and why I'm talking about this with, with them is because the real key to this show and any other show is the cast. 
I know now that if I, I agree, get, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's dude, was that was that? good. By Thanks, the way, man. I talked to Scott Kahn, <laughs> which is why I wanted to ask you guys. I told Scott Kahn, I, I like I want you to get a dialect coach and and like really let's talk about this. And I say the same things to you. Now there's different roles. Obviously, you guys aren't playing 22 year old uh, f- soccer or football players, whatever yeah. you want to call it. But have you guys? First of all, would you even be interested in that? Second of all, have you ever done a, an English accent and anything? No, of course, no. <laughs> Of course, mate. Kyle is pretty good. Yeah, keep really going, bro. Keep I was going. Gonna say, that's we'll not, that's not, not all good. I got in the arsenal. Well, also though, the, the Brits. Listen, I'm traumatized from trying to do the Southern accent in the Notebook. I said no more accents ever again after I, I fucked that one up. It's easy compared to this. Well, I thought your accent in the in the Notebook was great, unlike Subtle. some of your choices in the script. But but uh, I, uh, you know, it's funny when I talk to the Brits because I think like eh, I could do a little bit of accent too, you know. And they tell me I sound Jamaican or something. So uh, you don't sound like John Lennon. I can assure you. So that. Uh, Doug, what kind of parts are there? You got a couple, uh, <laughs> couple coaches, maybe. Yeah. What I would say is, and I mean this sincerely, it's got to be some American anything, guys. Unlike you guys who are off doing some other deal without me, anything I ever do, I will find things for you guys if you're interested. I will because uh, I love working with you, and I believe that I could come up with something that would be great for both of you. So I, I have a question for you, Doug, and this is actually a serious question. Yes. I love that every time I address Doug, people assume that it's going to be something sarcastic, <laughs> but this is true. So you're doing the show with. Uh, Thierry Henry yeah, and, called Day and, Ones, right? But it's it's it's. I mean, I don't want to say it's in the vein of Entourage. But it it's is about, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you feel um, pressure or? What are your thoughts on the inevitability that it's going to be compared to Entourage? And and how do you feel about that? And and do you go out of your way to change things around? What's your approach to to because that's common, right? Well, you know what's so interesting is is so many people have ripped off Entourage over over the years. And, yeah. uh, well, you're and, allowed to rip yourself off. So yeah, go for and, it. and and for me, what Entourage was um, the Hollywood aspect and the celebrity aspect was obviously a big thing about it. But to me, what separates Entourage from some of the other like ripoffs is that it's about character and it's about friendship and it's about loyalty and it's about family. And that is a universal theme and it really doesn't matter what the backdrop is per se. That being said, of course, Hollywood was a very exciting part of Entourage and of course, international football will be exciting part of this show. But what's going to either make it work for me, again, one of the reasons I didn't want to, you know, and everyone's like, why haven't you done 50 shows since then? The truth is it is a lot of work. It is a grind. It's not something I've spoken about it many times. I don't love writing. I love being on the set with you guys, but writing is a whole other thing. But I finally decided with some some coaxing from Thierry and his manager, Darren Dean, to to go at this and do it. And, and so far, everything's going well. But uh, I don't worry about comparisons because, of course, they're going to be. But... What separates it is, is what I said. If I can find the actors that can bring these characters to life, it'll be great. And, you know, it, we should, I should be so lucky that people favorably compare it to Entourage because mm-hmm. I feel that we made something that will be a time capsule show. And they leave a- something in the tank for the uh, reboot, dude. You know? <laughs> get also, that, uh, too, I would like reboot. to say this about Kevin Dillon, and, and I'd like to think, you know, myself as well, and certainly Scott Kahn, but if Kevin Dillon calls you and says that he can do his English accent, you believe that he's he's going to do it. 100%. I believe that. I have all the confidence in the world. If Dylan I believe says, I could do it as well. Well, yeah, well I'd have to work. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You got to. You got to. When yeah, you call and go, I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. Yeah, yeah Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I would. I would love it. So hopefully, both of you will. Uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll somehow get involved and hopefully somehow I'll get involved in your big deal that apparently I'm not. So you're not involved in that one because that uh, they think that, that you're off doing another show. So, so well, with that being <laughs> getting said, into the episode. let's get into season two, <laughs> episode 10, the bot mitzvah, which I swear to you, I haven't seen in 10 years. Okay. I literally it's haven't seen it. It was bizarrely emotional to me. There is so much of my life that was put into this show uh, it's really very strange. And uh, I could talk about some of that stuff. And I know Connolly was whispering before we started, I'm going to have to explain some things that were happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah. we'll get into the Bob Mitzvah part of it. But the opening of it is hilarious with great. Vince and Mandy in front of the... Uh, the it's a green Dangling. screen, but this is a blue screen. Is there any reason why it wasn't a green screen? Did blue screen look better on camera, Doug? I feel like it was green screen. Did I? Wa- I thought it was green too. No, it was blue. It was blue. It was was a your, blue well, you know, they used to use blue screen before green screen. Yeah, right. that so. is true. But I don't know. It might have been a James Cameron thing, which I got to say, watching it last night in my house, it awes me that we got James Cameron to act in this show and to do this and to play it very seriously. And I don't want to toot my own horn. Or anything. Don't. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> never do that, have, by the way. I, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm doing the math. And this scene that I did with James Cameron is the one where he goes, you know what? I think I want to test this guy for my new movie, Avatar. Wow. That had to be it. Mm. Mm. Huh. Yeah. I'm wondering, though, it. just I'm and wondering. I, blew it. <laughs> I know how saying you did blow it. So uh, you, you listen back to a previous episode. You'll hear about Connolly in James Cameron's kitchen auditioning. <laughs> but I'm wondering if that wasn't if that didn't come from casting. I wonder if, if James saw you in the kitchen. Go, where do I know this guy? from? Kind of like, <laughs> why, like, is this, yeah, why is the guy from Entourage? He was shocked. He was like, Damn it. I wanted the other Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> we did that episode with Brett Radner. Remember, you had the yes. wrong guy, like yes. drama. But uh, I don't know. We're talking, though, a little bit. This is a guarantee. Gary Busey moment. I don't know if anyone saw this this weekend, but Gary was apparently screaming to people at a gas station that that Corona was not real and oh, uh, not oh to wear God, a mask. Jesus. So, oh so he won't be in the booth with us. He will not be in the booth. Oh. By the way, oh. even without coronavirus, he wasn't going to be in the damn booth. I mean, I had it with Gary Busey. But yo, so this we've done this on Entourage before, but you know, Vince and Mandy are wired, or the booms are there. So you got yeah. Cameron and E listening to them talking. Yeah, and right. for- Cameron had a great line there. He goes. Fucking actors. They never know when they're wired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and also, too, uh, where he's like, I, I just love it. And it, obviously, the, you know, it's written, but it's like, it's like true lies. Tom Arnold, he thought he was going to be the governor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of- but it was awesome that Cameron was willing to do things like that and be, you know, just so giving with us. And, you know, for writers out there, I just want to say, like, the scene between Mandy and Vince. You know, you sit them at a table and like the dialogue, you know, it's fine. It's like this little romance thing, but you put them on these wires. Changes everything. James Mm -hmm. Cameron is listening. E, (laughs) whose entire life is based on whether this movie works, is listening. That's, uh, you know, that's that's pretty, uh, pretty good stuff. So it it also says here they're making eight million between the two of them. So I hope they can figure (laughs) it out. Great line. Yeah. And I wonder the numbers not it's not that crazy even for now for kind of getting your big break in in a james cameron movie and, a, and that kind of movie so it's but not it's a all about Chase that movie. sequel that those uh those yeah. paychecks sound about right for the first one yeah which speaking mm-hmm. of not to make, bring up any tragedies but we had some pretty big deals for the entourage sequel unfortunately enough people didn't go Ugh. see the first one so we never got there but uh <laughs> i would have liked to cash that yeah, one what about you nice. i would have loved it that yeah. would have been nice but it's not dead yet it's yeah. not dead that would have bought you some cornhole uh tables huh? <laughs> oh yeah Is that what they call them t- I see the way you've been eyeballing it. You've been eyeballing it. Well, I don't know if anyone uh, saw those cornhole things we posted on Instagram that uh, they're amazing. I mean, and and well built. Well built, yes. 
Yeah, but something's interesting that's happening here. It's like brothers uh, fighting for shotgun. Like nobody's like really been willing to just steal it and take it home yet. But they better I not want steal because they're gonna have words with me. <laughs> I want maybe it worse too. than words. Can no, I just no, say no, no, something, no. Doug, about Dylan? And and I'm not saying that you wouldn't use it. Yeah, because you would. But these things will go in Dylan's backyard, and Dylan will have like cornhole tournaments with yes. Chelios. You will be, be invited. There will be real cornhole happening with we Dylan. Play all where the with, time. with you, it's novelty. You I know? think that you are making a very good point. Unlike this deal that you guys are going to get money for, that I would use. Money, <laughs> right. I would that use. Money you would use. So but you're you, not going to because I, you're not part of it. This is the last time I'll ever bring it up, but did, did anyone even go, do you want Doug? Do you want him to read for this? Do you want to? No. We can run it by him. We can <laughs> yeah, run we it by we'll him. pitch it to him. We're yeah. having a creative, uh, creative talk this week. It'll, I, mean, I, it I wouldn't get too excited or anything, but we'll, yeah. we'll pitch it. <laughs> I know it'll never happen, but thank you guys. I don't want to butcher this name, but we go to the store next where we're, we're getting our clothes for, for the uh, bat mitzvah. What store was that, Doug? I think it was Armani, wasn't it? I, I don't was know. it? I don't remember. I'm going to butcher it. Xenia. What, oh, what? sorry. It was Xenia. Xenia. Who's it was Xenia in Beverly me. Hills, right? And, and pretty much uh, those are the suits I wear. So uh, when I'm not wearing Domenico Vaca, who did all of Piven's <laughs> suits and does mine for the premieres. But yes. Yeah, Squeezed them into those suits. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, remember, I, you, this is the first one where I, I, I mean, there might have even been you coaching me on this line. I say, I don't let other men pick out my suits i go to men's warehouse which is like such a is that your line i say yeah drama i don't let other men pick out my suit <laughs> but it's like such an e-line like yeah. he's in xenia and like no i'm going to men's warehouse it's, it's just more reasonable and, uh, and you know what it's so funny because uh, i do uh, rip i do rip off myself and i think piven says in the movie he says i don't to lloyd i don't i don't facetime with other men and and <laughs> that's a truth that's a line that i say i mean the only person there's only one man the only person besides my kids that ever FaceTimes me is Russell Wilson. I'm not joking. I'm not dropping names. Well, I was going to say, let's pick up one. that name you dropped. That's a good uh, one. But I'll just by the way, he's right. battling it out right now with thud? the Giants. He's, Thump. It's the name that Doug just dropped. I hate to drop the name, but he's FaceTime me. I'll just be sitting around. All of a sudden, it's a Weird. FaceTime from Russell. And, you know, when you get a FaceTime, you you know, especially if it's Russell, you, you don't want to look terrible. You want to, like, you yeah, know, it's yeah. weird. So what? all of a sudden, you're dolling yourself up for you, a FaceTime. You comb your hair. Like, you throw, run a comb through your hair you for, know, Russell's a hat for Russell Wilson, a you, dude? You just want to make sure you don't guy, look like a got a helmet on all day You don't long. know who he's with, too. He could be with a whole bunch he of people. He could be with Ciara. If he's with Ciara, maybe you don't want her to see you without your makeup on. But anyway, he hasn't FaceTimed me in a while since he unfollowed all of us on Instagram. He I did? got a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah he did. and you got yeah. unfollowed. Um, and and again, just to get to some of the personal stuff in there that we, we say that E is a was a valet parker at Ohab Shalom. All temple. kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the temple I grew up going to. And and I'm not listen. I'm not a very religious person, but I am culturally Jewish, and it was a very important thing to me. And HBO and and. Wahlberg were what, great. to get that right? No, to, to let me put lots of things of, of Jewish mm-hmm. culture into the show. And it means a lot to me. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I really, it I enjoyed great. it. Yeah, so. From a story standpoint, Vince is, yeah. right? He's a, I he's, fucking he's, love this story because this is so real. Between these guys, they've mixed business and friendship. And now Vince has essentially lied and not told E when this movie could be the big break for everybody that he still got feelings for Mandy Moore. So E is pissed and 
I guess the question is rightfully so or not. But boy, you really phoned in that B storyline, though, huh? With being turtle, <laughs> I love <laughs> I, no, it. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. I love it. Did you but, not love yourself in this episode? Dylan? No, I love myself in every episode, as you know. I was crying but, uh, at the stuff with you. No, guys. it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah. But the storyline is basically, you know, we get high and we get hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the I food isn't stuff. what you thought and it was. No, be. yeah, we can't find good food, and I love it. I, I, I love, love it. it, and it's it's really uh, again in my own personal life my first time ever getting high was at neil gilman's bar mitzvah and when i was 13 <laughs> my father's gonna lose his mind when he hears that and weirdly enough i think yesterday there's like uh the house just passed marijuana is gonna be legal in this entire country so all of the all wow. of the things that seemed so crazy or like you know are now gonna be kind of nothing the the episode mm-hmm. where there's no weed left in town and and whatever else it is it's gonna be legal so uh but the idea that Vince and E are, are upset about this, what's your thought, Connolly? Like, is this a bad is this a bad move by Vince or E? I mean, who's I mean, I, I think E's being a little bratty, you know, bratty, whiny, maybe, maybe split the difference. I think it's worth talking to him about, but chasing him around the store and bitching at him about like uh, a girl. Uh, so you would know. rewrite this now if we did it over. No, 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 I wouldn't rewrite it, but I mean I, I could see why, you know People hate E. People hate E is why I get booed. <laughs> because, you know, like I'm like how can you not tell us this, Vince? Whatever it is. But this it's, is the first time that we see Emmanuel. Now, I knew Emmanuel, obviously, is in this episode. She's going to be joining us. But with that first shot, when she steps into the frame, you really are like, holy wow. shit, who is this girl? I wow. mean, yeah. Emmanuel really lights up the screen. And, you know, I know the fans who are listening know this, but America fell in love with her instantaneously, which we did behind the scenes and, and when we were casting her. But we didn't even have a deal with her again we're making the show up pretty much as we go along we don't know where it goes and you're right because that day right when she walks on camera i'm like okay how how is she staying in the show right there's so many characters we gotta lock this girl down yeah right. and yeah. dylan's sitting there going oh boy this is gonna cut into my story <laughs> they all did they all did <laughs> but she every new character killed it but there's interesting things that happen so vince kind of playing hardball pretends like he doesn't remember her yeah, which and is, he did. Are you saying he pretended? A hundred percent. Or he didn't really remember that much? Or? Uh, well, it felt like he remembered her to me. We can debate it, but as she says in the later episode, you were hitting on me, and I think that's the beauty of Vince. He has some insecurities that it doesn't show, and he knows he couldn't get her at that last meeting, and he's pretending he's doing, you know, that classic, oh, I don't really remember you, but he I does it you. so well right. that you buy it, I yeah. think. That's right. What I think. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think... He remembers something that he, she's beautiful, but he you know, also did say at the at the bat mitzvah. He said, "Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's coming back to me a little bit." It's exactly. He's, that he's playing. Bit. He's playing games. He's playing hard to get it, with Sloan. It's well, he's also playing games with you. He's I know, playing it's games hard to watch. with E because he's like, you know what? I'm going to go for. Her. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a power move to pretend you don't know someone that you definitely know. Gary Busey does that to me every time he sees me. He has no <laughs> fucking idea who. No, I am. Doug. Yeah. He doesn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> he may not. <laughs> he may not. <laughs> or he may be working me like Vince is working Sloan. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. But the it starts off, it, it triggers the storyline yep. about Vince and E and Sloan, right? And I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the episode in a long time, so I'm with it. Stung a little bit, and I was a little, I was getting getting annoyed at Vince a little bit because he was not, Vince could have Well, now that you know better. where you're, where it all went, you guys had this great relationship. It's weird to look back on and see Vince kind of going for Sloan a little bit. Well, let me ask you this, Kev. If you, assuming you're single, whatever it is, and you and your buddies are there and you see that your buddy is talking to a girl, do you do you just automatically back off or is or is or is 
uh, a girl fair game until until it's not a fair game. Uh, yeah, you you kind of back off if he's talking to her at the time, but right. she's still kind of fair game a little bit. I, mean, I was about to say Dylan's not going. backing off of anything. Right? After like, you know, after it's a relationship. No, I I I would never. I agree. Like with any in guy's girl in any way. But, but I, saying, I would always but back off. Opening meeting. I'm talking. Yeah, opening. About. Yeah, like you just met. You know, you back off if they're having a conversation. I but, believe you know. if I said to Dylan, you know, Dylan, you know, I kind of like this girl. And you'd go, okay. I'd back okay. off. You'd back, back off. off. And I would do the same for you. Well, I want to say a you couple of things. You would need me to back off. I would need you to back <laughs> off. I want to say a couple of things about, uh, in my opinion, what the subtlety of the writing was that maybe does not come across or maybe it does. But certainly what my intention was and certainly what to me, it reads like. Vince is pissed that E tells the guys. He feels yeah. he is betrayed. That's Vince, driving him this episode, right? Yeah. He's and, pissed. And Vince is never really hitting on Sloan. He's always going to ultimately do the right thing. It's all just a mind game mm. and a little power play to go. Just remember yes. who I am. And, I, you know, whether Connolly will talk about this or not, I've had a couple of famous friends, and we've been in some situations like that. Connolly, you have some famous friends. Have you ever competed? Do you feel you can? He's not going to take I, anything away from Leo. I don't so think. Yeah, I don't think. I, much I, I don't think I was ever that. much of a threat to uh, young Leo. <laughs> you don't there? think there's a girl on the planet Earth that might what say? Doug's, what Doug's point is is that Sloane immediately axes Vince out because she knows who, what kind of not that he's a bad guy, but she knows that he's an eternal bachelor and would rather go yeah. for the serial monogamist who's. Forty percent as cute as Vince, uh, and, uh, and, and I'm, I'm a safer bet. I wouldn't even use the word "cute." I don't think that's appropriate at all. I Why? wouldn't use forty percent. Why no? Listen, I, I can admit that Grenier is no, no, not I, to me. No, it was, it was when we started the casting. It's funny because Connolly is a good-looking guy, and I remember we're like, okay, so how are you going to differentiate and make sure like the movie star looks like a movie star, and Connolly can still be E and an attractive guy? And when we put them in that clip where we where we clip them together there is something adrian has something that you believe he's a movie star instantaneously yeah. when i came down because we go to malibu where drama and turtle are getting high as they can possibly can before they get all the food and i came down in that suit i think that i, I landed on the radar there i think vince might have been a little nervous after looking at me in that Listen, <laughs> i look sharp in that suit I and then you guys make fun of my hair gel yeah. which is not mangoes <laughs> mangoes i think your you, mango smelling hair and your new suit <laughs> i think you look great in the suit and i believe a woman like sloan who's got a very successful family is successful Loaded. in her right. own right i don't think she necessarily wants to get involved with someone like vince i believe yeah. Yeah. she would get involved, and that you know which was a tricky thing like little like, did she know that later i would go on to have an affair with her stepmom yeah. <laughs> oh, true that melinda clark who i love so much she's but, great but also so, you know, uh, Sloan, which was tricky when we were starting this, like we I think we cast Malcolm after and I wrote this part for Malcolm. But he's you know, we went Irish Malcolm McEwick. I mean, uh, uh, Scottish. Uh, yeah, well, Scottish, but uh, Jesus. Terrence, Terrence McEwick. Jesus, Terrence McEwick. But it's like we were trying to figure out how is that really his daughter? They don't really look at yeah. But, you yeah. know, she also has some Irish on her side or Scottish. And, you know, yeah. listen, at the end of the day, nobody cared. Yeah. Right. You no. said one line, my Moroccan mother or whatever <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But we get to the gold house. Ari jogs in. Piven looking in shape. Oh, yeah. Young Pivot, yeah, yeah. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, coming in for a job. in great shape. He had shape. a funny, funny line there, too, when she's like, don't be, why are you so afraid of McEwick? And he goes, <laughs> I'll throw that old fuck in the pool or something. <laughs> that is totally a Doug Allen line. I could see you saying You something. know what? It's, it's so He was feels, waiting in the backyard. It so feels like my house and, like, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Cassidy Lerman, who plays Sarah, is so great. And, you know, um, as I've said before, Perry Reeves, who I love, is basically playing my ex-wife, Melissa. And it's just the whole thing is so surreal and not Maya, my daughter, if you're listening, you're you were Haftorah was amazing. You sounded great. <laughs> but it is a funny thing because so many of these kids, their voices are so bad. And most fathers would not say what Ari says, which is, oh, my God, <laughs> she's so awful. And one of my favorite moments in the scene, though, is when uh, when he says, fuck, and then he says, only daddy talks like that. Yeah. But uh, also too, Doug, again, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but who were those kids? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> There's 82 kids in there that you never see again. Is yep. it just we were still figuring it out? Yeah, Lucas, yeah. Lucas Ellen, who's going to end up playing Jonah in the following season, he's still, I guess, a little too young, yeah. but there's there's two kids. and then, a bunch uh, of weird kids running around. There's three kids. Three kids. And then it's going to become two, so <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say it over and over again. I'm not David Simon and my... <laughs> My, you know, we were scrambling all over the place, but this episode, it comes together seamlessly. I watch it. I'm like, fuck, how am I going to do that stuff yeah. again? Because it really does feel like nice storytelling with good comedy. And good Malcolm comedy. McDowell has the, has the funny lines. But Sloan's got whatever about Sloan having a great eye. You know, she said that Johnny Depp was going to be the next yeah. big thing when she was eight, when she watched Platoon. Yeah, you, you let her watch Platoon when she was eight? Platoon. Of course, I'm in Platoon, which right, is kind of like, weird. I was like, Doug, I don't think you should really mention Pl- It's just crosses the 100% line a bit, intentional to, I love that you did it anyway and it's it was like a wink and a nod to Dylan 100% a wink and a nod to Dylan and then you know listen everybody we bring on we're talking about Malcolm McDowell is a giant presence and he from, was a great Dude, he great was guy. Well, he was dude. great also, and and you know, a Clockwork Orange, my favorite uh, movie of all time, I amongst so many other Amazing. things. Which everyone should see that Stanley Kubrick. But this situation is a very real situation, and what I'm talking about is the business aspect of it. That Terrence has become this guy who doesn't show up at work anymore, and now he hears that there's maybe the next Leo in his building, and all of a sudden he wants to take all the work that Ari's done and take it away from him, and he's doing it on the day of Ari's daughter's bat mitzvah. Everything about it is. Pretty cruel, but it also plays funny, but it is dramatic. Well, well let me yeah. ask you this. 50,000, I mean, again, I guess it depends, but is that, could that be well, a real, could that, that be a bomb mitzvah check? See, I mean, like I said, I'm, Dylan, we got 100 bucks from our uncles for the communion. <laughs> right, but, so Dylan that, still has his communion com- money. Combined, all the uncles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's G's? what I'm saying, just so everybody out there does not think this is a Jewish thing. That was a business thing. That okay. was basically going... I'm going to fucking take Vince from you, and here's some compensation. That was not a bat mitzvah gift. So I don't know if people got that or not, but that's what it was supposed to be. And you can see on Piven's face, because I remember that day telling him, like, you know this means you're fucked. This doesn't mean your daughter just got $50,000. This means, like, you're going to have a big problem. But they can make... Ten twenty thousand dollars at a bot mitzvah. Yeah, that with everybody. I mean, you know, I mean, all together. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely. And look, if you have some really, you know, I had some good, rich friends that gave my son some really nice gifts. My daughter, nice gifts. I'm not sure Connolly was one of those gifts. I uh, I gave five hundred. That was from both of us. (laughs) I forgot to put Dylan's name on the card. Malcolm McDowell, I wrote the part for. So, you know, he's a a legend. He's a Hollywood legend. He's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I mean, he is uh, amazing. So anyway, we have a lunch meeting. I'm going to go with Piven. And I don't know. I wanted Connolly to be there, too, just to to give me some backup. Yeah, you brought me along as a buffer on many, many uh, awkward dinners as if I was going to be able to help. Well, you're always got a good sparkling personality that lights up the thing, you know. And but I light up a room. You know, and then, you know, (laughs) as you know, it was was, me and Piven were the two Jews. So I thought I'd bring an Irishman with. 
with us. But so anyway, do you remember the best thing I remember? Because Malcolm I remember is a couple so self-aware and so awesome. But he says, and I don't know if my accent's terrible, I won't do it. But he goes, he goes, oh, Jeremy, we, we were in those ABC shows together, right? Remember that? So anyway, was I won't do, Cupid? Yeah, I won't do the accent anymore. But please don't do it. Malcolm was in the reboot of Fantasy Island. And Jeremy was on a show right after called Cupid. So Malcolm goes... Jeremy, uh, we kind of worked together. I was on that crappy show on ABC, and you followed it with your crappy show after. And Jeremy goes, I loved Cupid. And, and Malcolm was just like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, and it got more awkward from there, and we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. But the only but, thing I'll say is I can't tell you to this day whether Malcolm was trying to get into that mode of character because he did it the whole time with Jeremy, and we'll talk to Jeremy when, he, when he's on the podcast. Maybe but he did. He was trying to. Exactly what we're talking about. The power move that Jordan Belfort did to Connolly by calling him E, that Vince did with, with not remembering Sloan, that Busey does with me. It's a power move. It's a technique. Move. Yeah. So I it think it could be uh, method. He's doing a little method acting early on. What did they call it? Uh, uh, yeah, there was a name for it. Uh, 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 peanutting. peanutting. He He's peanutted peanutting. him. So <laughs> you're right. Vince is mad. He's really, you don't really see Vince annoyed for more than a second with E. He's mad. That I blow the whistle and tell drama and turtle about what I heard at mm-hmm. the at the screen test. Right? You know, I mean, and listen, part of him is he like, asked you not to. Yeah, he said, "Don't don't tell the guys." And Dylan, you, you know what? This might have been your first great mother of God. Yes, that's the first one. <laughs> that was an improv, by the way. And, and I was doing like a Charlton Heston. Kind but of also, too, like I, you know me, dude. I was I literally was on the floor off camera. It was so funny. <laughs> yes, you Dylan were. But dude, you had a first too, Kevin. You had the mother uh, of God. We are so fucked. Which you say, <laughs> which you say so many times in Entourage. I feel. Am I right to say that? No, that's a, we yeah, are that's, so fucking fucked. We are, we are so, so fucked. fucked. We are so fucking fucked. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Social media. I mean, uh, Action Park Media really hasn't got that social media person. But we have stock tip, Dave. That would be a good clip to cut together. All the times that E yes. says we are so fucked, and all the times Dylan says great, great mother. That should only take yeah. stock tip, Dave, about two years. <laughs> um, but you know, so and then we get back into the thing where Vince is basically kind of he's kind of threatening to take E's potential date, yes. right? Yeah, but again, and I as call I him I a famous it. fuck. That's the only cool thing I've said, and and uh, up to season. Two, episode 10. I, I'm not afraid of you, you famous fuck. Great I, yeah, I got to like say, it. based a lot of E on myself, and he did take a lot of heat, which bothers me. I am watching this episode going, I fucking love E. He's telling the guys, he's telling Vince, I'm not scared. And I believe he means it. I don't believe that there's a girl out there that you can get that I can't get. And I believe that E means that. And I like the confidence. And uh, Drama I, and Turtle would disagree. <laughs> yeah, well, they were. They were telling him not to wake the lion. And one of Drama's, I love that line. You remember you go, uh, um, you better keep all your facilities or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, because I don't gotta smoke You got to keep weed. your facilities instead of your faculties. Yeah. <laughs> and Connolly or E is just like, I don't think you know what the fuck Did I say that right? <laughs> we, we get to uh, the Bar Mitzvah. Am I crazy? We shot that at the Beverly Hilton, yeah? We shot that yes. at the Beverly Hilton, which they did let us say, uh, <laughs> Dylan, what do you say? Everybody fucks on the tennis courts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone fucks. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, like, it's just it's, made up. Yeah. That might have been a Weiss I'm line. Sh- I, don't uh, know. I thought that was you. I was yeah, it, say. it probably was. Pippen but, had a, the great line, too. He goes, uh, smoke another joint, Turtle. Oh, no, my seriously, God. Seriously, smoke it, another I joint. I mean, it's like one of the great, it, it maybe smoke, smoke more weed, Turtle. Smoke more weed. That's seriously, yeah. smoke more weed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Doug, when, when Ari and Mrs. Ari and Malcolm uh, or Terrence and Melinda Clark meet, 
and there you see there's what's the great little scene, the face-off between Melinda Clark That's and uh, Perry Reeves, Mrs. Ari. Yeah. Is that the first time we learn sort of about uh, Mrs. Ari being an actress? I believe so, that, that she had this career before. And Melinda, which, like Emmanuel, like when Melinda came on, and I'm not positive if this was before the OC or not, but when you see her, you just want more of her. You want to get her back because she's so good in every little moment and everything she does, that little dance she does when, when Terrence walks away from her on the dance floor. But yeah, yeah, great dance. But that was a great little Hollywood moment where you see these two actors. Ooh, yeah, that was... Ooh. Yeah. They were probably going at each other for auditions a lot for years, and then they both yep. get married to successful guys, and one of them you know, gives up the career, and I, I've seen it a, a lot of times. So you can tell... Mrs. Ari is a little upset that she she gave up that life. And uh, is there any reason why you would assume that E can't dance? That was also based on me, but I believe you don't dance. I dance. Well, what I will say is not that Connolly can't dance. I mean, that was based on me because I always say I, I, I don't I don't dance. But I know that you've said that you can't dance. I'm not. We're not talking can't or or don't. Different issues. I told you. I told you the story. I told you a story one day. I was. This is years ago. This is obviously before Entourage, and I was at the bar or whatever it was, Opium Den or one of those places, and I was leaning against the bar, and this really beautiful girl asked me to dance, and I don't know. I was on the spot, and I froze up, and I said, I, I, I don't, I don't dance. But I, but, but because I, I just couldn't dance with her. And I, you know, right, and well, a couple of my friends heard it and then it became a thing that I don't dance. <laughs> well, I would like I to, cry. you know, because I know how complicated it's going to be for Stock Tip Dave to find all the uh, we're so fucked things. He can't find it. What if we shoot some footage of Connolly dancing? That, I, can I think dance. There we go. The I social media would sing. like that. You got me dancing on film on Entourage many times. I was going to talk about that because that's something also like. Vince walks onto the dance floor and he's got this cool vibe. Dylan, and I wrote this scene, which I don't even know what episode it is. And I'm like, Dylan will dance. And Dylan, forgetting that you're a good dancer, there's something that you did that was so fucking funny that what every time I see it. Wait a second. You dance, Dylan? Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. To toxic. I'm you famous dance. for dancing. But like you dance. I got bad knees, but you know, I'm good for like two songs. That's I about mean, it. you don't yeah, I mean you don't do the tango. You're talking about dancing like no, I could do, to yeah. the, you can get on the dance floor. Yeah. Right? Yeah, in a club, I'll in get a, down with my bad oh self. My God, I mean Jesus. there's something about Johnny Drama that's so over the top yet endearing. I don't <laughs> I don't have any explanation for it, but it is something when you're casting an actor, you don't know. You're gonna write a scene with where they're gonna dance. Who the hell knows what's gonna happen? But I, I know it was based on me because I always say I don't dance and I remember Connolly, I guess that story, so somehow that that comes out. But it was it was great. But I also too, he looks like a stalker. So Vince and Sloan go onto the dance floor and I'm like mm, like a nerd at the bar, like doing shots, like staring at them. But Ari is staring at Terrence, yeah. and then he asked Vince to come up and cut the well, chala, well, I which gotta, I asked what Dave was. What is the chala? Uh, it's challah bread, which uh, is great. Sarah Sanderson. It's chala, he Sarah says. Sanderson, well, I'm looking is, at it in print. I, I <laughs> Sarah Sanderson, my girlfriend who's no Jew, makes a great challah bread. She can make nice. challah bread? She's a good cook. She, she can make anything. She can make anything. What is challah bread? What's the difference between challah bread and... I don't <laughs> I know, know what you're it. saying. Challah bread. Challah bread. Okay, whatever. Challah. We're, we're gonna, we're, everyone can Google what that is. Is. We'll get into that at, at some other point, but it's a it's a bread and it's a, there's a ceremony and the candle lighting ceremony. Okay. I need to just discuss one thing because it's just again it's a little emotional to me. But but Ari's speech, which is great, it was a lot of the stuff that HBO kept pushing me against. Was like no heart. We just want to be funny and have pot and blah blah blah. He got choked up. He got choked up. But that story, 
even though he's talking about uh, that's Lucas Allen who ended up playing Jonah. So what happened one night, which cause KC is, is going to have a baby soon. He's going to learn from this. My son wanted to sleep in bed with us every night. And a lot of kids are like that. And at some point, you know, they're so cute, but you go, we're going to ruin this kid. He's going to be 21 wanting to sleep in the bed. With Can't us. be you gotta, 10 sleeping in the bed. You got to yeah. stop it. So anyway, one night and he's probably five, six, we're like, demanding dead seriously you're not sleeping in the bed which this is in Ari's speech the next morning I wake up and it's like I look at my my ex-wife now Melissa and I look at her and I'm like wow we made it through the night I go to see him in his room there's no one in his bed (laughs) I walk around the house and I am looking for him and then like that Ron Howard movie Ransom I'm not being funny I am freaking the fuck out I am like he's not in this house he's not in this house I am running around I think he he somehow got out of the house something happened all of a sudden from under the bed I hear I'm here. <laughs> he, <laughs> he slept under the bed, under the bed wow. and which was like the cutest thing in the world because he didn't want to get caught. And then he, he wasn't talking for a long time because he was scared he was going to get in trouble. Finally, he was like, all right, I guess they're about to call the fucking police. So he was under the bed, which I thought wow. was a good story. And I, I, cute. I But you it, did. There was some heart in that scene. Piven was great. Yeah. I, re- I regret it because they did a little cutaway to me. And I was looked a little emotional, but I wish I actually had a tear and maybe a hanky. Right. You know, I thought it would have been better for that. They were on me. <laughs> no, they um, weren't actually. They had to cut away from you. To was get. that really DJ Quick? Yeah. And yeah. is that and 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 pawn the replay, the Rihanna song that that was the yeah. We I were, mean, was that even released yet? I don't remember exactly. We need to know from Venner, but Venner gave me that song early. We tried to use it for the trailer. We didn't get it. Venner swore it was going to be the number one song before it was even out, and it ultimately was. And it it works great in there. Maybe the laugh out loud moment of the episode for me was when Ari says to you, and maybe Kevin, if you know it, goes, "Why weren't you guys at Temple?" Do you remember what you said? I thought it was Jews only. <laughs> the way you say it is so awesome and so sincere and real. Like, you guys didn't skip the temple. Now, most people who know bar mitzvahs, plenty of people skip the temple. They just want to go to the party. Uh, so. Now, I can't remember this line, but I thought the line of that episode was when I, we're talking to the kids. Oh, my like, God. Oh, that's Marijuana's a gateway drug, son. <laughs> No, Next it, thing you know, you're going to be giving out hand jobs for a crack rock on Santa Monica Boulevard. And then the like kid, that. and I the don't kid, think I said it right, but you did. Yeah, but the kid, the, was the like, kid says, "Which one of you did that?" And Jerry has a genius moment where he points to you with the fork, like he kind of like <laughs> does it. Yes, it's great. Also, too, Dylan, what's funny about you and Jerry in that scene is, I believe that you guys really are trying to talk them out of smoking weed. Yeah. You, you really, I mean, yeah. I, I buy it. You can feel it. It's not, you're not being sarcastic. You're like, you guys don't want to give it to them. And they yeah. threaten, they threaten don't be you like us. with an accusation, essentially. Yeah. And I just have to run one more thing back. But that opening scene where you guys walk in and Mrs. R is like, basically, like, why are they here? Like, why are they here? Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. You could say this is over the top. Okay. My daughter's bat mitzvah. Um, big. Top manager in this town, Guy Kaczynski, one of my closest friends. He shows up with two extra fucking people to a bat mitzvah like it's a club. (laughs) Now, I fucking financed this thing. It's expensive. It's costly. And it's like the tables are set. It's the only bat mitzvah I've ever been to. And after the extent of the the services... I was annoyed at anybody that just showed up at the party. It's like a wedding. And I let it's them like know. It's like a wedding. You're, I you're... let them know. I was like, oh, yeah? Well, all right, you're here for the 
for the free drinks and the booze, but you couldn't couldn't make your way into uh, temple for the uh, ceremony. Uh, you and you don't have the, an envelope for for the kid. I was annoyed at anybody that didn't sit through that ceremony. Well, I don't really want to say was. Geyer came to the ceremony also, but then he brought a he brought a couple with him, and uh, I don't think he told them where they were going. He was I on think... plus two. They were also underdressed. <laughs> no, wearing think, jeans. Uh, yeah, no, I think they were dressed well, but they just there was no seats for them. There was no food, and it's like you know, it's it, it was fine though. But it all worked out. But my point was a lot of stuff that people go is that over the top this was eight years before my daughter's bat mitzvah and it happened 100 percent, just like it happened in here except it wasn't a movie star that was bringing uh mm-hmm. stuff. E, <laughs> e jumps in and he does in fact swoop sloan to the bar for a drink which is a great move it was a great move yeah while terrence is trying to woo which Vince. and by the way that scene with him and with piven and and uh with ari and terrence is is really good mm. and they're they're fighting over one thing, and it's, there's just so much going on in the episode. Not for your character, Dylan. It's a very basic storyline. But uh, I, I see I could work with a little. Though, you, know? <laughs> you can turn uh, a little into a lot. I yeah. thought yes, you guys I were phenomenal. I, I do. I the love guy, the storyline. The old guys asking you what make sh- lemonade. The old guys asking you what show you were on yeah. and can't hear. What was that show called again? <laughs> Viking Quest. <laughs> How do you say? That was great. Man. And as, as it turns out, it's a big Vince, weed episode. Big Vince, weed. of course, comes through, and Vince, Vince did did speak up for E and pumped up E to Sloan. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. And then after that, he basically, she basically said, "Yeah, you tried to hit on me, and you got denied." Right. See, I don't see it like that. I Vince was never really hitting on her, and he was always the first make- night he did. Oh, before you met yeah, him, of course. Right, yeah. That's different. But I'm saying once E came in, mm-hmm. Vince was never going to do that. He was just trying I believe to believe that. He was trying yeah, to teach E a lesson. He was yeah, trying yeah. to teach E a lesson. Yeah, say, what hey, lesson I'm still the man. Well, again, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're right or wrong. We can debate that. I think he was saying you didn't need to tell the guys. You needed to deal with yeah. me directly, yeah, and right. because of that, I'm going to fuck with you. That's what I listen. Think. I don't think E should have told the guys either. But you know, you guys were all over it. You were happy to have the information. Dylan. Yeah. You're, you know, well, yeah. You're, we want to know me a rat now. You're calling me a rat now, but you guys wanted to know. In fact, you threatened to not go to the bar mitzvah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. I did. I said, well, what, is he going to be his brother next? I mean, what's going on here? You know what? It's it's really actually an interesting thought. I mean, obviously, if he doesn't tell the guys, there's, there's no story, but... I think E is including everybody that this is fucking family and you're lying to all of us and we're going to basically have an intervention right now. I, I, yeah. I'm i with E. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah, no, I don't know I what other it. people I think. But, I think it's funny when, when I go and I'm like, yeah, I, I tell drama and Turtle, I'm like, yeah, Vince is outside, you know, talking to Sloan. And uh, Turtle goes, that's like getting mad at the bull. You sure? That's like getting mad at the bull for uh, messing with the horns or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind Still of like thing. That. But these guys double down on the fact that he doesn't stand a chance. And then Vince and Mandy. And the, Here's the thing. Obviously, I know the overall story and where it's going. But re-watching it like this, I, I don't know. I, I forgot. I, I mean, they basically, the end of this episode... Mandy and Vince are back together. Yep, yep. kind of right. Yeah, and I don't even know. Uh, like, we probably only have a deal with Mandy for uh, an episode or two, yeah. so it really can't go that far. But the point really is: is wow, Aquaman after all this work to get it could be in big trouble. And uh, I think it's it's just a great moment. She called up her wedding to Rich Vall, who, yeah. as I said earlier, read for E and and uh, another another life could have been E. Another, uh, yeah. Who knows? Could we could be sitting with Rich Vall right now, who I love. And you ended it with a nice Doors tune too, Love Street. I love By the that way, song. I think that's going to be our, our song. theme song for the episode. Oh, I love do, that. Do, do, but do, that's also a well, nod 
That's a nod to Dylan. I mean, Dylan yeah, yeah. is in the Doors <laughs> movie. Ooh, the Doors you nodded me twice there. This whole this whole episode really is about you. Dylan. It's about me, about really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, have a, a weak big story. storyline, but I got a lot of nods. <laughs> and allegedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but we used um, we used Peace Frog in episode four, season one. Supposedly, that was one of the first times the Doors licensed their music to TV. I don't know, but then we used it again. They're one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching this movie and watching Dylan, and who knew I would ever work with him? And and I gotta say. Like I said, this was an emotional episode for me watching after all these years, and and I loved every single thing about it. And, Great episode, uh, and we got one of our favorite favorite characters, and now one of our closest friends who we're going to bring on uh, after, after the, the break. break Emmanuel yeah. Shrieky. Welcome back, Victory the Podcast, and we have Connolly has created this little moniker, but she's the first lady of Instagram. Emmanuel Shrieky from Vancouver. The first lady of Instagram. Did I say it? <laughs> yes, let's take that from the top. Here we go. Jesus Christ. What's on your mind, I don't know what to say. I think you should leave it. I think Here it's funny. Go. All right, like, yeah, let's take that. Let's take All right, that sorry, back. let's do that again. The first lady of Entourage, Emmanuel Shrieky from Vancouver. Emmanuel. Hi. What Hi. is happening? You know what? I, if if Dylan and Connolly looked as happy as you when I walked in here, do you know how good my life would be? Is? I mean, <laughs> we're it's, happy to see I, her. Guys, first this is lady the of highlight of my entire weekend. We love it. Welcome to COVID-19. Vancouver yeah. style. You're doing Superman and Lois in Vancouver. How is that going? It's going. <laughs> what are you playing? You're not I'm, Lois, are you? I'm not Lois. Yeah. I play Lana Lang, uh, who was, you know, Lana Lang was uh, Superman's first love. Oh, oh interesting. So she's like in the that. comic book series, like from the beginning. Wow. Um, so it's cool. It's like, you know, part of, it's like original Americana, which is awesome. cool. Yeah, um, awesome. Very cool. How many episodes have you done so far? Okay. So. <laughs> uh oh. We started in. October. Okay. We're still shooting episode one and two. What? No way. Wow. Because of COVID? Because of the complications. Because it's just so fucking complicated wow. to shoot with all of this stuff. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, so, so we were doing, granted, one and two, was, we were given more days because it's, Whatever, it's one and two. It's our pilot. We never mm-hmm. shot the pilot, right? right? Uh. So, so it's really being shot like features. We had like 29 days for both, whatever. 29 days. We shot season That's one huge. of Entourage in 29 days. <laughs> the whole right. season? <laughs> True story. Right. Wow. I mean, no, it's, it's crazy. But so now we've started episode three. By Christmas, they wanted to have started episode five. Wow. No, we're not even starting episode four. When's it supposed to air? February. You All get right. tested so every day? Be like against the wall, like literally like shooting, editing, shooting, editing. But I mean, listen, I let me just say, obviously, I mean, I think that there's two camps, you know, like every time I, people hear that I'm working, they're like, oh, my God, you should be so grateful you're mm-hmm. working. Yeah. Duh. Of course, I'm grateful. Like. That goes without saying. Shooting, what people don't understand is that while we're in this pandemic, the borders are closed. Mm-hmm. So we, so me, I'm out here alone, can't see my honey, can't see my family. We're basically bubbling. We're not allowed to leave. 
Wow. How long? So, so you've been there since it's October? So intense. But yet you have a hangover today. <laughs> so where did you go last night? A little home, uh, little home drinking. <laughs> so my co-star and his wife and his little two and a half year old, who is quite honestly my new best friend, Enzo, we went to dinner and the adults decided to have like a couple margaritas. Nice. Now, I haven't had a drink in I don't know how long. You guys know me. I'm like a lightweight. I'm not a drinker to begin with. Why did I wake up this morning feel like I was hit by a truck? (laughs) (laughs) Well, by the way, that's how Manuel started, that she's totally hungover. And I said... And then I said, I pulled the typical Doug Ellen where I went on DoorDash. (laughs) And, you know, to like settle my stomach, I was like, "Mm, what should I order? So I got an egg sandwich on a bagel. And then I was like, but do I want that? Maybe I should order a turkey and rye also. <laughs> I love it. Nice. You Two pulled sammies. a Doug Ellen. The only thing you missed was putting it on your Instagram. And uh, <laughs> then you would have been good to go. How do you I know? <laughs> Maybe she still will. I the mean, first I... lady of Instagram. I Freudian slip by Doug <laughs> Ellen. I messed up. I messed up. I mean, you know what? It's it's tough here, too. You know, they're, they're, I know it is. Yeah, they're, they're closing down and we all are, you know, we're we're all socially distancing. And honestly, I'm not even leaving the house anymore. This is the first time I've left the house in five days so that's a lie no true story okay that is true i believe you yeah i, believe you. I can prove it what are you telling I'm me I'm, I'm, I'm being funny there's a comedy podcast i'm dead serious that's being true. hilarious i i know but <laughs> emmanuel i don't even know if kevin told you we're talking we, we talked about your entrance into the entourage universe because we did the bot mitzvah yeah. episode wow yeah so i watched it this afternoon in preparation for our podcast nice. comedy podcast please comedy I can't even say it. I was going to say cad Whose Whose presence stood out more to you, Connolly's or Dylan's? As an actor, as a talent. Who would you have thought would have a better career after watching that a episode? A weak storyline for drama, so he might have a weak storyline. I, I was high and hungry. <laughs> so what'd you think? Kevin <laughs> Dylan, you were high and hungry. The you whole know, episode. killed me in that episode. Like, the whole thing was just like, where's the food? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I we Emmanuel, we debated this just now. I thought it was phenomenal. Dylan's like, I didn't have much of a storyline. Jerry and Kevin made me, I loved it. I was don't crying. get me wrong, I loved hilarious. it. But it was a yeah. it was a basic storyline, but it was hilarious. Dylan's yeah. like, who's this girl coming and stealing my screen time? <laughs> Little did I know you'd have such a run. I guess she didn't really have some some arcs. That's what you like. You actors like, like a little arc. Yeah, a little like, you know, changes in the thing. I guess no, you I, were one note. I don't but, need an arc. I, I like a oh, one off just funny. Wait, I loved it. I it was great. Yes. I haven't watched an episode. Well, that's not true. Eight months ago, I had shown uh, my boyfriend the final episode. Right. Because I got like super emotional and nostalgic and I was telling him. Other than that, I haven't seen an episode of the show in years. So I'm lying in bed and I'm watching the episode and I'm laughing out loud. (laughs) But like as though I'm like a full, like I'm, a full observer, like I'm not part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. That's the show how it is so 
funny. It is. It is. And Emmanuel, season two is just insanely funny. The whole season. Oh and Emmanuel, we got, which you're going to give us some help on now, because we got the two Irishmen here. They've asked a lot of questions about about Jews, basically. Connolly, <laughs> not only can not, not only can Connolly not say. Chaza. Well, Chaza as well. Chala. Connolly would like, uh, what, do you have some insight onto what a Chala is? We're going to have to clean off your mic after this. Yeah, Doug, quit <laughs> spitting like, on the microphone. You're talking about fucking COVID as you spit on the microphone. I hope you're going to wipe it down before Souple gets here. I'm sure he gets fucking. I mean, you got to see how they treat Ethan here. It's like he is the fucking golden boy. I mean, Oh so, my God. but anyway, uh, numbers. <laughs> the numbers. Kahala is the best bread on the planet. How good can it be? Best What's so great about it? French toastware. <laughs> can you butter it? Is that allowed? Yeah, you can make okay, amazing okay. French toast. Yeah. Butter. Good. Well, that's what I'm butter. saying. Can you can you make an egg no. sandwich with challah bread? Of course. What? Well, I don't know. You're yeah, like, I don't know. I never oh, yeah. bread until Have. two hours ago. Challah bread is like the best for anything. But honestly, real talk. Challah bread is what you do the blessing on every Shabbat, Sabbath, Friday. Uh, you do a blessing on the bread, so you get a fresh-baked challah, challah bread. Challah. Or, and you make a blessing on the candles that brings in the holiday, and then you make a blessing on the wine, which uh, so in the episode... Ari's like <laughs> he skipped the candles. candles in the <laughs> so this is, it's like the equivalent of the body of Christ in the Catholic Mass. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, the body of, of Christ. Course. Except yeah. that that is doesn't taste as good as a challah. I am gonna have the body of Christ. Like, Do you have a problem with like, the body of Christ? Up? Well, it's kind of cardboardish. <laughs> you ever taste it? It's not like real bread. I was I'll, I'll bite your tongue, Emmanuel. You enter with a with a bang. You step in the fridge. What were you wearing? Like, you had a red shit. dress on. You look no, smoking. We're, hot. We're, we're at the no. store. For First smoke first show, scene. total smoke show. What's the first Kevin thing you shot? Dylan about the wardrobe every time. Oh, I love she's, that about yes. you. Well, you always have the best dresses. Oh, I, had, I had good dresses it. on the show. I yeah, but also it. all the award shows, you always look great. Uh, thanks, honey. Yeah. I know you appreciate her. I do. Um, what was your first no. scene that you shot? So the Zenia, okay, so we're in the clothing store, and I had this little black and white skirt with a little white tank with a little bit of midriff. <laughs> Hair mm-hmm. properly made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I remember too, I remember that day so much because you know the thing is that that was, we didn't know anything yet. So that was just like the first day of work, like of uh, potentially, you know, whatever. I was going to come play for a little bit. Nice. So you didn't know you were going to have this great arc at this no. stage. No. Yeah. What do you remember? What was your deal? Do you have any remember? Like, was it one episode, two episodes, ten episodes? I no, got... it was a three episode arc. Three episode arc, and the only giveaway that I had, Kev, and we talked about this in the last podcast, was when Kev had said to me, "You know, this could turn into something." That was it. That's all mm-hmm. I knew. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that was like you know how TV is. Like you don't like whatever. We certainly don't put our eggs in that basket. No, so I was no. like. It was a three episode arc. And that's what it was. Came on. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel, like, was that the first scene you shot that day? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you think about this storyline? We've had some debates about whether uh, Vince was really hitting on you or whether he was just playing a power move to teach E a lesson. I, okay, so. I completely had forgotten that. So did I. Yeah, so I was too. watching and I was like, wait, was 
Vince trying to kick it to Sloan? Sounded <laughs> like it to me. Yeah. But no, he wasn't. He was fully like... He was messing with E. Him. He was totally messing with E. Yeah. Mm. However... Yes. When him and Sloan are outside talking, and she says to him, like, at some other meeting that he had tried to kick it to her. Yeah. Right. Way, way back. And I was like, oh, because you know what I remember, too, is that over the years, people would always comment, like, well, what about Vince and Sloan? And I'd be like, why do they ask that? Oh, well, this is why. (laughs) Yeah. This is why. Yeah, and and they had and a little The history. question is does Vince what Doug Doug seems to we would go back and forth. Does Vince remember the first meeting or is he playing hard to get? No, I don't think he remembers. Whoa, wow. Wow. See, I'm yeah. 100% convinced he was playing he hit on you. You didn't go for it and now he's playing that that classic but in a movie star way like, "Oh, I don't remember you." You're not forgetting Sloan. Okay? First of all, her father's one of the biggest people in the town. Second of all, she's gorgeous. Uh, you're not forgetting her. You're not forgetting that you, like, you didn't get her. So I don't buy that for a second. Well, but, you also wrote it, so we'll defer to you. Yeah, but, you know, but, you know, once That's you... What I was going to say. This from the creator of the show. Right. Well, listen, once you, once you write it, people can interpret it however they want. And, and if it doesn't get across, it doesn't get across. But we were asking Connolly... Because I, I believe, like, a woman like Sloan may not have any interest in a movie star like Vince, Leo, or any of that because of the whole thing that comes with it. I don't necessarily oh, yeah. think that he's not for everybody. I don't think she did. Yeah. Genuinely. It's a testament to Adrian because I always say that Adrian played Vince, like, almost, like, so aloof mm-hmm. that you actually just don't know. Yeah. You're like, is he so just, like, in the moment, like, da-da-da, <laughs> and then, like, forget? Yeah. And like, that's why I say, I don't know that he remembers. I'm sure he remembers meeting her. I don't think he remembers like kicking it to Sloan. Well, he does say, uh, he said at one stage, oh, it's all coming back to me now. I'm starting to remember, you know. Right. At the bat mitzvah. But you're right. That's what's so good about Adrian because you're kind of not sure if he's the whole time, whether he's just fucking with E, whether it's a power move, whether it's not. But I believe. I believe he was always going to say, my boy's the best. I already told you I'm in love with somebody else, so I'm not that big of a low life that, like, I forgot about that. I'm not going to lie, though. When I was watching it, because the same thing, Emmanuel, I I haven't seen it in years. I was was, was getting bummed out at points. I'm like, Vince hitting on Sloan? I I don't know. I was was taking it it rather personally. Yeah, it was weird to see it because now we know what Sloan has become and how close, you know. Right, now she only really had eyes for me. So it was weird to to see Vince eyeballing her, right? (laughs) It was. It was creepy. It is. The whole thing was weird. But it also made me like, it made me, do you guys have this, especially because you guys are going way, way back and you're looking at all the episodes, like, like, time is such a mind fuck. Like, I can't believe that. When was that? How many years ago was that? 2005. Wow. And, and 15 Emmanuel, years ago. I'm writing about things, uh, using stuff with my own children that ultimately, like, I'm going to give these speeches at their bar and bat mitzvahs, but they hadn't even <laughs> happened yet. Like, Lucas mm-hmm. isn't even in the show yet. There's some other fucking kid in the show that yeah. I don't know who he is who probably <laughs> right. hates my guts. Kids that went nowhere, yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably hate me, or by the way, they're probably like fucking, uh, what's his name, who I fucked up on? Kevin Hart. Like, yeah. I, they probably have huge careers right now. By the way, that was right Robert now. Pattinson that you cut out of the show. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like, I mean, all of us, by the way, like I say this, I'm then I, you know, I don't mean this in any way. I think that we've all aged amazingly well. I look at that and I'm like, oh my God, we were babies. <laughs> yes. My hair was thick in that episode. <laughs> Super thick. Little did you know you would go on to become the first lady of Instagram. <laughs> did you know? By the way, we're going to hear about this forever. Meanwhile, his instinct was to cut the whole thing yeah, out. I, I said, it. keep it. We're, oh, we're keeping it. Oh, he's going to embarrass me anyway. You oh can't, my Emmanuel. God, I love it. I wore, I you know, Emmanuel, it. I don't know if you, you follow us on Instagram, but I wore a mustache for this man for a fucking month to raise some money for his <laughs> How was money? that, by the way? <laughs> you raise anything. I didn't raise anything. Anything. You didn't get, you raised something. You raised like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, okay. I donated. Aside from your generous myself. donation. I, I had a kid from Tulane. Oh Doug, very Chase, generous uh, donation. I mean that sincerely. The but boot crew in New Orleans donated $500. That was not appreciated. Kev, did you raise some money? Not enough. Not yeah. enough. Here's the thing. Because of COVID and because of the circumstances, I really didn't think it was appropriate to really lean on people for donations. I, I, right. I did. You know, so I I I, pull, I backed off a little bit, but yeah, Doug didn't do much. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I, I I actually think I raised more than Kevin. We no, can go didn't. for it, but by the way, oh my God, excuse <laughs> me. Now that I'm here, yeah. Um, first of all, I follow everybody. Of course, yeah. Doug, Kevin Zilling, Kevin Connolly. Of course, massive congratulations all the way around because everybody's got amazing shit going on. Doug, yeah. This revival. Oh, God. Emmanuel wants in. Emmanuel is in. I thought you were going to talk about Thierry because Emmanuel and I hung out with Thierry in London, right? He was there, wasn't he? Babe, do you remember that I did a Reebok campaign? Of course. Oh, my goodness. Which is how I met Darren. This entire this entire show that I'm working on now does it start okay just just to go back and and Emmanuel rip off that you're doing. Emmanuel knows this already. Emmanuel knows it well. Okay, every Jew on the planet Earth wanted to marry Emmanuel Streaky if they were single. Okay, so Darren, who's the producer of the show, he loved Emmanuel. So he's doing a commercial with Thierry and they're looking for a woman. And the first person he says is Emmanuel Streaky. We're talking 15 years ago. So that has ultimately led to this new show that I'm doing now that Connolly is insulting everybody involved. Well, in you know, but, also, uh, I think I, I think amazing. I, Emmanuel, I think I've told you this story before, but I, I told you my buddy Danny who is uh, very heavy into, and you know who I'm talking about, Emmanuel. He, he's, he said to me, he said, do you know how happy my mother would be if I brought this lady through the door? <laughs> do you know what that would do for my mom? My, it, would, it would change everything. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, and more than just, I mean, I think Emmanuel's every guy's dream. Yeah, you don't have right? to be Jewish to. Exactly. Uh, you guys, yeah. I love you. Of course, no, of but course. Kevin Dillon, Kevin Dillon, let me tell you something, but, the Jewish thing is real specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a di- it's a different thing, and exactly what Danny is saying. It's about the mother and getting a nice Jewish girl. Well, so. now we know what his last name is, but here we go. <laughs> I mean, no, it's real but, hard but, to figure out. It's real hard to listen, figure out. So, congratulations on that. That Thank was just you. a sidebar. Yes, that's a full circle moment because of Darren and Thierry. You guys are working, and that's amazing. Yes. But the big, the bigger congratulations, which I want to know if there's any way that you circle into this, is Connolly's having a baby. I mean, Connolly, do you know this? Yeah, it's out there. I didn't know if I could say it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. out. Yes, yeah. yes. Connolly's having a baby. Hi. Hi. Oh, yeah. Boy. yeah. And it makes me. I can't. I can't. I'm like, oof. I'm so. A. I'm so ecstatic and emotional, and it's like, 
It's the greatest thing. And I'm homesick and I can't wait to see you guys. But exactly like in this episode where Ari says, which was was me, I was I just couldn't picture myself having a daughter. I just because I grew up with three brothers. Now, Kevin had a sister. But, you know, Kevin, you're having a daughter. Are you uh, nervous at all about that? Well, we hadn't talked about that on the air yet, but um, right, well, okay. we're not live. Um, yeah, I didn't know we were allowed to talk yeah, about that. Uh, no, I listen. will cut that out. <laughs> that will get cut. I, I am. I, I thought we did. That I, am, I thought we did. Sorry. I, look, sorry. I'm over the moon. And truthfully, since <laughs> we're talking it. we don't about have it, to talk about that. We, if, you know, we we make it. I think again. <laughs> I don't know. I think obviously instincts take over. I feel like I'll be a better. Uh, father to a daughter i feel like i might be hard on on a son you'd be an abusive sense? father to a son <laughs> well that's what i mean i would be really hard Kick on his golf when, be really when tough i found on out kev that you were gonna be a dad to a little girl i literally was like this and i mean this this little girl is going to be the luckiest little girl on planet earth thank you very much thank you i you know i mean that from the bottom of my heart this little girl is going to know love like on some other level because it's also going to soften you and open you in some way you've never even imagined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's going to play chess like the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> 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 but also, you know, Kevin was the, <laughs> Kevin was the guy, which it's hard to see when he's so nasty to me. But Kevin was <laughs> Kevin was really, really, you know, he had to do some of the sex scenes. I don't think you ever had one. Thank either. God. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But maybe yeah, with Julia, Julia yeah, on the Julia. beach. Yeah. But oh, I mean, yeah. Kevin had some scenes, and Kevin was always the one that was hypersensitive to making sure. Yeah. Long before there were whatever they call these, always. these, these what do they call them now? Always. But what are these like stunt coordinators for no, sex uh, scenes? Now? By the way, I don't think that's a terrible idea. But they have them. Yeah, they have like uh, their consultants to so where you talk about like where what you're comfortable doing, right. and, and that was the thing about Emmanuel being as close as her and I were. Uh, some of those scenes could have been really awkward, right? And and do you remember when we did that one scene where me and you and Doug were hysterically <laughs> laughing? For you remember, the, you know what I'm talking about. What season was that? Was the uh, the uh, anal sex scene? What what was that? <laughs> I can't even. What it season was it? Comes back to the anal sex scene because it was so strangely um, comfortable. By the way, I am not comfortable with bat mitzvahs, challah bread, and anal sex. I just can't say it all together. I'm sorry. We digress. Because I'll be back on for that, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, you that. will be. <laughs> yes, you will. I just remember Listen. thinking how awkward it could have been and me and you and Doug kind of hysterically laughing and Doug making fun of me for doing push-ups before the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Connolly, I don't remember if it was that scene, but whatever scene he had to be shirtless for, the guy went into training for months. And by the time the scene... He wouldn't eat all day. I was so hungry. By the time the scene happened, he looked like fucking Gronkowski. He would start lighting. He would start lighting the set, too. I I need a lot of overhead lighting. Oh, I would. I'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing over there with that light? Get that out of here. Get that light out of here. That's a ridiculous And I was like, Connolly, you look like a fucking MMA fighter. Like, we don't need this. Like, and you know, anyway, it's... uh, Well, I was also... Listen, that's what launched my spray tan. Let's face it. I never dreamed of having a spray tan until I had to be shirtless yeah, on my very white Meanwhile, body. you threw me under the bus on the red carpet with a spray tan. You remember that, that? That's the one other thing I need to talk to Emmanuel about. So Emmanuel, who was was in this Saudi Arabian trip where everyone got paid and nobody would give me anything. But so now the podcast is doing well. People are listening. People are loving it. Actually, Jeremy's going to come on. So cool. Yes. But these guys got an offer 
to do something that I'm not included in. I mean, it's... it's Why would you be? Why would you be? I mean, it's just sad. I Well, I'd like to think that Emmanuel would care and, and would go, can we at least try to get Doug something out of this, you know? Maybe listen, catered lunch, listen, something. Listen, one of the guys that runs the Saudi Arabia, he was, oh boy. you know, a lot of things have, like, been put on hold, blah, 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 blah. He was like, you know, hopefully, you know, we can do this again. I'll we do it so again. Fun. And he sent me pictures of all of us. And when we were... Um, Remember, Dylan, when we were um, drawing on Connolly's picture? Yes. We lost that picture. <laughs> we were defacing yeah, him. Yeah, a close-up of that. Give him a shiner anyway, and a mustache. You gave me horns and a yeah, weird mustache. <laughs> Doug, Doug Ellen, I promise when it comes back around, we're going to insist that you come. Thank you. <laughs> and that you get treated as a other member not not by the way emmanuel notice oh, okay. how notice how neither of them neither of them jumped in well, nobody was like yeah definitely like happen. even if they're well, lying they can't even fucking I don't humor see me you selling a lot of eight by ten glosses <laughs> i just don't <laughs> see it happening emmanuel, with this new show that you're on your booth empty no longer Dylan yeah. and I will be oh, yes. your Superman. That, you're gonna, oh, my God. Superman, that booth Lois, is going to go gonna nuts. You're going to make money for years. Ke- wait, wait, you guys, Kevs, Kevs, <laughs> yeah. do you remember when we were there? And remember, um, so Tyler Hoechlin, okay, who was there, who plays Superman on my show. You remember who he is? No. Dylan doesn't remember <laughs> Tyler, anybody. He came, he it's... hung out with us. He looks like Clark Kent, okay? okay. Did he come there. to that party with us? Yes. He came to the party with us. Guys, he was the one, I don't know if you remember this, when we were walking back from our booth to the green room, and there was like a like a wrap around oh, yeah. the lineup. Oh, yeah. That okay, was that him? That was for Superman. I yes, remember that's him. That's going to be you, him Emmanuel. Wow, that was for that show? Wait, yeah. I don't understand. Oh. This show's already been on? This I thought you were shooting season? the pilot no. right now. No, 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 because what happened was that he played in the the DC comic universe, right? They all cross over. So Tyler had played Superman on Supergirl. Okay. And so did our Lois. She played Lois on Supergirl and like a couple other ones. So this is, so now this is Superman and Lois, our show that they're the stars of. Uh, But they've already been established. Sounds like if I want to get to Saudi Arabia, I better talk to Tyler. So I think yeah, so. Much. It's like I'm gonna have to be in your booth. I think if yeah, I want to exactly. get any action in Saudi. So it's like it's like doing cross. They do crossovers, like how we were on yeah. Ballers. They put Dylan and I on Ballers and how to make it in America. You really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get any love like on that bounce front. Each other around. <laughs> so can we get back to it? So I'm not talking about your soccer show, Doug Allen. That's okay. Let's talk Entourage. Yes. I want to talk about the revival of Entourage. Yes. You know what? I I said this before. It's like, if there's really an interest for it, you know, like, I love you guys so much that obviously, if someone was really, what I would want to do is a season. I don't want to do another movie. Six I think episodes. That, yeah. Six. six. Eight, ten. Come on, Kevin. But Go yeah. back to the booth. That would be the most amazing thing Ever. Yes. That was, that was what I got some questions for you that people asked. And people wanted to know, do you think Ian Sloan would be happy right now if we came back? Probably not. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> of course. No, Emmanuel, you know what else? It's funny to hear you hear you talk about that earlier. Um, that last episode, us getting on the plane, really, really cut you deep, didn't it? Deep. 
you did. Like once in a while, you'll send me like a picture of us in that scene. And like, it, it just still gets you, right? It is. It was emotional. But babe, hold on. Wait, but Kev, do you remember the significance of that day? I do. I do. I just remember that I kind of hold, I kind of try to tuck away any real feelings that I have. That's who you are. <laughs> but yeah, it was. There was something, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a very emotional, it was a very emotional day. I mean, it was an emotional day on a billion levels. Right. Not the least of which I remember. So for our comedy podcast, we're going to pause <laughs> on the comedy for three seconds. So on this last day of filming... Uh, that was already so highly emotional for everybody. It was so fucking surreal that it was like the end. I was getting ready in makeup land and you guys were already at the airport hangar. And there was also like excitement. And Connolly's texting me and he's like, where are you at? Like, come, like, come already. Like, are you ready? What's oh, yeah. happening? I was like, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And as I'm getting ready... I got a call. I don't know if you guys remember this. I got a call that my dad's cancer had metastasized. What does that mean, metastasized? And it had that, spread. That it oh, was spread. spread. Okay. Oh, sorry to hear. So that it had spread and that, like, essentially, dad was going to die. So yeah. this, on the same day that we're shooting the last episode, and so I'm texting Kev being like, literally like dying inside and nobody understands better than Kev. And he's just like, and then Kev, you were beside yourself. And then even more, you were like, oh my God, just get to set ready. So it was like, literally the significance of that day is like out of 50. I remember you being like very upset and I was like, yeah, Manuel, look, it's a sad day, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> and then you told me about your dad and I was like, oh, wow. And then, yeah, I mean, I think we we went through that moment together as we both have uh, been through yeah. that uh, a couple times over. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was a highly emotional day and, and everybody was there. I mean, there was a hundred people there. I mean, do, Kevin, do you remember this? After we would be on that, we were, cause it was at, outside of the airplane. Every time, that they said cut, all you would see is, remember, a wall of flashes. People taking <laughs> pictures. It looked like we were on a on a red carpet there, you know? And we were we were doing a really emotional scene, but it was it was kind of like the movie, uh, what was the movie? It was like Big Fish. Everybody that had ever done something, Carla came down. Yeah. Just everybody that had ever been part of the show was there for that last day. And I think it speaks to what a special experience it was for everybody. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was a hard day. Like I, I personally remember, I just got to get out of here. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to, I was like on the verge. Yeah. And then yeah. what that thing happened with you, Em, like I was like teetering on it and I didn't want to like be, you know, have tears streaming I down know. my face on the I set. Know. Dylan would have made fun of me. <laughs> you know, the friendships that came out of this show and that still last to this day. And the fact that, you know, I think, we all would love to get paid to make a movie, obviously, but I think more than that, we all would love to just get back together because it's so much fun oh, and it's so fun. So, like, babe, more than anything, like that's what it is. Like, it's honestly, yeah, sure, get paid, but whatever. The the thought of of all of us getting like after all these years, like the table reading. Imagine a table reading; that'd be awesome. And by the way, what's so Ian, Ian Sloan's true. kid? Didn't they, they Ryan they, Murphy? Ryan, how old would that 
kid be in the movie now? 22. A kid 22, be 22 years old. We're going to have to make it a younger kid. We're going to have oh to cut some of the uh, the years off of that. So scary. Joan, Jonah's going to be 40. That, Doug, I will say the Ryan Murphy thing. Now, whether or not people got that, I, I think it was hilarious. Yeah. Ryan Murphy, who's obviously the mega successful Hollywood producer. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, you can name a kid after Ryan Murphy. I was like, yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. <laughs> Not after Ryan Murphy. That was a that was. A, did you ever hear from Ryan Murphy on that one, Doug? I did not. He did not. He did, he did not, not see the movie either. He didn't see the movie. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw the fucking movie. <laughs> and, and look, Emmanuel. Here's the thing about and I speak for Doug, and I, I like to speak for Doug because it's fun. But the the, the reboot thing, it, it's just right, Doug. There's so much red tape. I just don't think it's as easy as snapping your fingers and saying, "Let's do it." You know, right? it, 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 I don't think it'll be easy, but I think it can be done. I think what I what right, I, I can scale Mount Everest too. You know, I mean, you know what I really feel shirtless. is, and I mean this one hundred million percent sincerely. When we started this podcast, it was never in a billion years happening. I believe I can feel the way the tide has turned on some of the negativity that we were hitting. I can feel the growth that we're having. So where I would have bet everything I had a year ago, I don't see it as outrageous. And I, I personally, I don't tell people how to do their business, but HBO Max, which I've said this before, I mean, you type in ENT and fucking curb comes up. I mean, they're hiding us like we're the fucking redheaded stepchild, you know, but I believe they're going to realize because if Netflix put Entourage on right now, it would be so big. I can't Why even imagine. Why would be trending for... Mm-hmm. So I believe. Now here's my question: Even without HBO Max, why was it never on Netflix? Because HBO owns it, and they compete directly with Netflix, and they would never let that happen. But if HBO Max, which you know they've done some good stuff, but it's certainly not hitting the way Netflix does. If they, they, they should think about what this loyal audience could do for that show and for the next generation, because I feel like it's coming. And again, I'm not, I'm not asking them for shit. I don't really care. Except for the fact that I'd love for all of us to get back together. And we're, you know, even when we get to do it like this, it's awesome. But if we can get back on a set, of course, it would be a lot of fun and a great thing. But I think it would be a successful thing for them as well. So we got to get Dylan back into hair and makeup. Yeah. That's what it is. But isn't it also conceivable because it's it's a brand new people at hbo max yeah i don't know i don't even know who's over there so anything's conceivable you know what happened what happened who makes the first call doug i'm not making i think we should get mark Wahlberg involved he's got great connections and uh, yeah i'd say he knows how to make things happen (laughs) yeah mark makes things happen but as i as i've said from the get-go people are gonna have to call me and Connolly called me for this i was kind of reluctant at first and now you know, I don't want to jump into this weird connection of the story, but I was watching and I, I posted this last night. But I love Taylor Swift. I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks about her. <laughs> yeah, I love Taylor I saw Swift. You both but I watched this Disney Plus thing on her making of her album, and she really said like COVID was a time where she really could have lost her mind, and and she made this album essentially alone. She was never in the room with the musicians, and it's a brilliant album, I think. But this podcast, which Connolly came up with, and Dylan was willing to do. It's been a game changer for me. It really like mm-hmm. kept my sanity a lot and and has been, you know, this the the football show happened because of this podcast because people were listening to it and it kind of makes Do you really t- believe that? is that true? Oh, 100%. Yeah, kind yeah. of like well, then, a match a bit. Yeah, yeah. So 100%. should we get a cut, right? Yeah. Right, businessman. If I get a cut on, if I get a cut on your fucking business deal that I'm not allowed to <laughs> know about, we're not allowed to know about Done. it cuz it's not official yet. Yeah, I'll, no no, I'll give you a cut. <laughs> but you got to give me a cut. <laughs> Done. Yeah, exactly. Done. Well, exactly. I think, but I do believe there's something that was magical from the get go of this show that kept bringing us back and kept making things happen. Mm-hmm. And 
And I I do believe there is life for us, and and we'll see what happens. But uh, everybody's you know. Listen, Doug. The fact that you're this is this. My point is this. Okay. For the longest time, people would ask me that question, and I'd be like, No, man. Like it. No, Doug's not interested. It's not happening. Forget it. Like really, and genuinely mean it. Be like, No. Connolly and I a couple of times we were like, oh, Can we do like? some version because we just knew how much people loved Ian Sloan and we were like, yeah. what can we do? That's fun. Like, yeah. Doug okay, shot down again. the spinoff idea. Connolly always was like, there's too much red tape. There's too much red tape. <laughs> and then, you know, you came or then you guys created this podcast, which has just been so successful and giving people so much joy when they need it most. Yeah. And allowing people to go down memory lane for of their favorite show, which is like incredible. And I think the but, the red tape of the world is kind of disappearing with the internet and with all of the ways that people. Yeah, can... Yeah, I agree. And I and agree. I think you know, you you will you will it now, and you can make things happen. So hopefully, we keep growing. And and again, I just like when we do this, it, it does. It gets me emotional watching this episode. And I was saying earlier for you and I as. You know, and this is, I love all peoples and everything, but the fact that we were able to do a show like this at HBO and put some of our Jewish culture into it was, it was awesome to me. And, and like, it means a lot to me. And it also, by the way, means a lot to me that these guys, we get to talk about their stuff here. And actually there was a question, which I'm going to leave it at this because believe it or not, one of the fans was asking, you know, do you, are you the type that would have the Irish crickets with the, with the guys, which is, you know, we know the answer, but you know, like, are you going to sit down with the boys and have, have oh, some yeah. beers? I mean, oh, is that- yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, she's hung over right now. She's no saint. <laughs> she can she's party. no saint. This is for everyone who wants to know when you go like what is it about sloan it was it was emmanuel and everyone went this is the perfect woman and the truth is emmanuel is like i mean she's uh, you are though you and can she dances she dances emmanuel this, yeah. i always said when emmanuel you go out with emmanuel emmanuel dances and she's like one of the few people that when she's dancing she's really dancing because the music uh. is doing something to her she's not I'm like, oh, I feel like I should dance. I look like an idiot. I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. Where Emmanuel is actually, right? And we've talked about this. Man, I'm like, wow, she really likes, well, I don't know what song this is. She's a, she's she a happy feeling. She's, she's a happy person. She's dancing to this song. She's a happy person and she feels it. And I'm going to leave it at this, Emmanuel. Have you ever seen Kevin Connolly dance? Yes. Yes, thank you. How is it? Yeah, are you kidding? It's great. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much, Emmanuel. Oh, you don't understand. Okay, I know you have to go. But like I would say it's very safe to assume Connolly, we've gone out so many times. Yeah, we have. <laughs> and parties a lot. Lots of nightclubs around the world. <laughs> I've definitely seen Kev having a great time. And PS, it's really fun. And it's I can also Kev, karaoke. Emmanuel, tell them about my karaoke skills. The best. Oh, I know you like to do my way. That's oh. your big song. But right? I'm going back to dancing. <laughs> rap. This is the end Never of this. Run. This is the end of the line for us. If Kevin Connolly was on Dancing with the Stars, do you think he'd have a shot at winning? But I advanced <laughs> past. I face. advanced past the first I wish you couple could see rounds. Face. I, wish you could I think see I make it to the semis. <laughs> do you think he has a shot? By the way, imagine. Do you think Emmanuel? I get out of the first round. Imagine Ian Sloan yeah, together. Imagine Emmanuel and Kevin together on you Dancing with the Stars. I think that Kev, this is what I think. This is a real, a real answer. I think Kev would be so outside of his fucking comfort zone 
but his nature of just being like a baller and a boss, he'd be like, this. I'm not getting out. I'm gonna do it. Also, too, he would train. He would train. And also, too, yeah. remember, I'm I'm not a. I am lobbying right Let's now. I'm lobbying for this. Kevin Connolly on Dancing with the Stars would be fucking amazing. Right. That'll happen. The the reboot happens before you see me on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> oh, I good God, you. I hope so. Exactly. I love it. All right. Well, Emmanuel, I honestly would go with you. Hours and hours and hours. This was amazing. Your movie too is amazing. I love you guys. Love you. We love you you too. All right, that was great. Seeing her was. It's always awesome. She's the best. She really is. And I can't wait to see her show. I can't wait to go to Saudi Arabia with everyone and get paid. (laughs) Looks like you're in now. Question, and I will leave this up to you. I will edit it out. Are we leaving in you calling her the first lady of Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) I I have no problem with it whatsoever. That killed me. It was was a mistake. It was a Freudian slip. It was a Freudian slip. But but she is the first lady of Entourage. She is, and she's the best, and we love her. And uh, this was, guys, this was was fun, and uh, I'm off to some some Christmas stuff right now. That's uh, it. Dylan, you're playing golf? Uh, Playing golf in San Diego. I got a long drive ahead of me. All right, and then, Dylan, you and I will talk later on about uh, our deal when uh, Doug's not in the room. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. I am going to pitch Doug, though. I'm going to see if we can get Doug in By the way, that's all I want. I don't care. (laughs) No, I pitched uh, pitched you. I pitched you. They shot you down. Uh, I I wish you guys the best. That wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. You can follow us all at Victory the Podcast. And I'm Kevin Dillon at Kevin Dillon Official. Victory! And I'm Kevin Connolly, the first gentleman of Instagram. (laughs) I would like to see you. 